again, all my fabulous listeners, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Glow West podcast, where we chat all about the wonderful world of sex, sexuality, and the body. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline West, and as always, I'm delighted to be part of the Tortoise Shack Network, where you can find tons of content on politics, culture, society, and of course, me with the sex podcast. If you like what we do, please do consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack to help keep the mics up and running. Or if you like, please pop over to Apple and rate and review. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, the Twitter and Instagram is at Glow West Podcast. Now, so we are getting into kind of, you know, Christmassy season, flirting season, hopefully, if all that is still going on with COVID times. Um, and we might be getting to know new partners or, you know, new one night stands or whatever it happens to be and part of getting to know people now is exploring digital intimacy and the wonderful world of sexting but to here to talk to me about that is a guest that you know wants to make that experience a little bit more seamless for some people and nice and, and fun. So today I'm talking to Elizabeth Dell who is the founder of Amaris which is a digital intimacy app for partners. Amaris is on a mission to make pleasure and intimacy accessible to all couples by m- making relationships sexier in their digital communication. Amaris's messaging platform and games ensure that partners chat is more private, more engaged, more inspired and more delicious. Elizabeth is a serial entrepreneur who has built five successful companies with three exits and two ongoing. She's a longtime film producer and has produced multiple indie features, including Destination Wedding, starring Renona Ryder and one of my crushes, Keanu Reeves. She's chair of the International Committee for the Producers Guild of America, and she has a lifelong interest in sexuality and is a certified sex educator with a master's in public health from UC Berkeley. Elizabeth, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I am lovely. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Uh, Well, first off, what was Keanu Reeves like? Because he is lush. (laughs) He is exactly as lovely as the press makes him out to be. Uh, Yeah, the media is completely enamored of him and he has earned every second of it oh yay. yeah he's a joy to work around and he's like incre- he is incredibly professional incredibly polite um having him in my movie I would say the one time I had any sort of complaint was that when he would be really willing to like sign things for fans on set and I'd be like oh but our day is running long like I have to get the trucks <laughs> moving please can we wrap out you're like stop but, being yeah. so nice <laughs> yeah. yeah but he is he is just a lovely gentleman oh bless I'm really delighted yeah that I, I think if there were any gross things that came out about him I'd be so sad he just hopefully is not that type so we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed because he's a very pretty yes. man who should be happy yeah. But uh, a canoe aside, um, you are working in the area of digital sexuality and you have your app, um, Amorous, which is great. So talk to me about how you got interested um, in working in that area of digital communication and digital sexuality and intimacy. Sure. Well, in many ways, I've been in communication, which is storytelling for my entire career. You know, as a film producer, my background is about how do we, how do humans connect with story? How do we tell each other stories? How do we think about them? How do we structure them? What moves us? What do we talk about? So I've always been immersed in the ways that we communicate with each other and the ways that people activate emotions in other people. And so that I think has always been part of my life. And in fact, 
even from like, I'm the oldest of four kids. And I think oldest children, not to put too much birth order on it, but there is something to first kids are observers. They tend to like look and watch and see what everyone else does. And that's always been me. I've always been wildly curious about how do people interact? How do they share emotion? How do they connect and get be vulnerable or get angry? Like what drives all of those things? And I've also always had a lifelong interest in sexuality it comes from, you know, my mother was a professor of reproductive health. And so in fact, moms and babies were, and, you know, to a lesser extent, when you're a very small child, the sex that creates them was always part of my household. I was always the kid on the playground who was like, no, 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 that's not where babies actually come from. Let me tell you the okay. real truth. <laughs> you know, so to have as a friend. <laughs> yeah. So, so I've I've always been opted into sexuality, um, but that's always been a sort of private piece of my life. Um, then I got a master's in public health, and then um, the very specific inspiration for Amorous came during the pandemic. So at the start of the COVID. I was uh, sheltered, sheltered in place is what they called it in California, because that was the name of the sort of the rule that said everybody has to stay at home. So the quarantine was called a shelter in place. And we were sheltered in place and I was not with my partner. And I really still needed the release of pleasure and intimacy and sexiness. Like that's a thing that makes me feel better, especially in deeply uncertain times. But I was also because, you know, we were in the apocalypse, I was not maybe my best self. And I was really struggling to be as creative and as funny and as innovative and like just all of the things that you want to bring to really great sexting. I love sexting. I am a storyteller. Writing stories with a partner is something I think I'm actually pretty ninja at, but even I was struggling a lot to like, what's the new thing to talk about? What's the way to get this started? How do we find sexiness when neither of us necessarily like feels appropriate being sexy in the middle of this craziness and this quarantine? So all of that was swirling around and I went looking for tools to help. Um, initially, I was under the assumption that, well, this is sex. There have to be a million things out there that were going to help us with this. This will be easy. We'll just go find the games or the, you know, the interactive something or other. And while I found amazing stuff, there was very little designed for a paired experience. You know, very much of the sexuality that's accessible out there for a person is pornography or it is uh there's a lot of sort of these up and coming great solo journey apps whether that's you know audio erotica so also sort of pornography and pleasure or that's sexual wellness but a lot of that's really designed for a one person experience what i wanted was something that would just not get in the way of me and a partner but make us better mm. make it easier make it a little more accessible um and so that was extremely frustrated, not yeah. finding that for a little while. And then I realized I had this little light bulb go off and I was like, wait, this frustration is an opportunity. Maybe I should make something to fix this. Maybe this is the thing I should make. And that was the beginning of the amorous journey. Um, I have to say, even I was a little surprised that I was going to become a sex tech entrepreneur, that, uh, 
I thought that was like this big departure for me. Then I went to talk to all of my best friends in the world, you know, the friends that I've had for 20 years. And I was like, I think I'm going to become a, the face of sexting. I'm going to make a sexting app. And every person was like, hmm, that totally scans. <laughs> no big surprise. <laughs> like, that feels really on brand for you. Like we a lot of things coming together to make that happen. And so I guess this is the thing I've been working on all my life. I just didn't realize. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So in a way, Keanu led you to sexting, which I like that it's tenuous connection there. Intimacy and relationships <laughs> and all of it. Exactly. That's fab. And that, well, yeah, coming from Ireland, like we we are a nation of storytellers, you know, and we, we like to storytell. So I can definitely understand that part. And sex is a story of sense. You know, sometimes it's a rom-com, sometimes it's a tragedy. It's a bit of everything yeah. going into it. But I suppose so. I like talking to like the games part of things because, of course, you can mm -hmm. just sext and and text on your phone and stuff. But sometimes that's really hard to get started, and I think a lot of people feel kind of awkward and they're like, "Oh my god, what do I say?" And um, you might find you're kind of repetitive, or else you're just kind of copying mm -hmm. porn, and you know, it can just be a bit awkward to get started if you're not sure. Exactly, and I think. That's a lot of what I wanted Amorous to be. You know, Amorous is about not just that it's a private platform, it's an encrypted platform, but yes, you can always sext on your phone, on whatever you have. The difficulty is, is that when you are sexting in Signal or WhatsApp or whichever, you are the limiting factor, right? Whatever you can create, whatever you can feel comfortable doing, that's sort of that's as much as you can bring to the table and that's fine but when especially when it comes to sexual communication most of us myself included can't, don't bring all that much to the table because we don't get a lot of instruction in school on this we don't get a lot of tools for how to think about boundaries and consent but also how to think about pleasure how to articulate our desires and our wants all of those things we don't practice and practice makes perfect so the idea of Amorous was to not just be a messaging platform, but actually be an activity platform in the same way that a headspace might make it easier for you to meditate or calm or Strava makes it easier to go for a bike ride. Amorous brings all of the tools together in a really fun form because it's games and it's pleasure and it's sexy to make your sexting and your intimacy easier and better. And so at its core, since the activity of sexting is messaging, we are a messaging platform. You can send messages back and forth with your partner, with your flame, we like to call them. Uh, and then in addition to that, around that core relationship or set of core relationships, we have games, we have tools, we have all kinds of things built to uplift specifically sexual communication. So the games are things that do exactly what you said. They help you start a sexy conversation. They help you learn more about your partner in a, in a way that feels a little safer. And they help you just flirt and seduce and like give each other a sexy laugh. So one of the games uh, to go through them in sort of the reverse order for that, we have a game called Jigsaw, which is like it sounds, you can take a picture, 
upload it, send it to your partner, and they get it as a blurred jigsaw. And they have to solve the tiles before the picture is revealed. So you just okay. make them work a little cute. bit for the yeah. sex scene. Yeah, that's, it's that's... just like a cute, fun, yeah. you know, middle of the day or like want to kick it off. But like they're going to have to work at it a little and like lean in, get started, just, you know, really really putting a little effort to get your sexiness. Yeah, I like the um, idea of that because again, you know, like we're saying, if we're feeling kind of awkward and, and if trying to get established with how flirtatious we can make it, if there's something built in like that, we can kind of, mm-hmm. you know, kickstart it off that. And it sounds way nicer than like doing Sudoku or something like that, that kind of game. Not, not too yeah. sexy. I mean, I really, I really love just games in general. You know, I'm, I'm a, jigsaw puzzle fanatic myself which is why I probably had the idea as one of my first games is to have a jigsaw but I just love the way play opens us up it makes us more accessible to another person right when you're playing you're laughing you're smiling you're engaging you're usually a little bit more willing to take a risk when it's in the form of a a game that feels safe and so it's a really great way to lean into a thing it's hard for a lot of people. When you make a game out of it, you make it a little easier. So the next game is a game called Fantasy Swipe. And that is similar to it sounds. It's a bunch of fantasies on tiles and you can sort of Tinder style swipe right and left. Your partner does the same. And when you and your flame match on a yes, but only when you match on a yes, that shared fantasy is revealed in your chat with a fun prompt to get you started so okay you both think librarian student would be cool who is got the overdue book and what is the penalty you know uh something's fun and 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 flirty like that but it gives you a place to uncover some shared desires while feeling like not necessarily having to be the first partner who steps out and says, I want this, you might reject me for it. Instead, it's a place where you can say what you want. It's it's dark until your partner also says yes on that tile. And so that way you can, not every game that we build and we will be continuing to build more will require a double opt-in because sometimes you want to discover things you don't know that you might like, but at least as a beginning game, you can start a conversation about something new from the safety of we both want this. This is not something that person one never revealed to person two or person two hid away from person one. This is something that we both just learned that we both want. Mm. I really and, like that yeah. collaborative nature of things. And you're as, as you're as you're talking there, you're reminding me of my time on on dating websites and like somebody would just drop you this big long essay that they were clearly sending around to absolutely everybody and it was like you Mm. open the door you do this and then I do this and then it's like what do you think and I'm like I had no hand in any of this like copy and paste fantasy so therefore it's not appealing to me Um, and also you are copying and pasting which is never attractive anyway but the fact that like I like that collaborative nature because I think that's so hard for couples to get started on and, and meet each other where they're both at and kind of think where do we go because sex is so big sometimes you know and even like the world of kink you're like where do you start sometimes because there's so many kinks out there and there's so many levels of each kink I mean if you're talking about spanking there's so many ways to do it it's not just Mm -hmm. one thing so I suppose that's nice to give people that grounding and that kind of 
starting point of being the same place I think that kind of helps intimacy very much I mean I do a little bit of workshopping around I mean I got to talk to lots of people in building Amaris and let me tell you the the hour-long deep dive with a person where you're like so tell me about your best sexting ever those were some of the funnest conversations I've ever had. That's great and, research. <laughs> yeah, pulling all that together, we have a basically sexting 101 workshop that that we do with Amaris, that we do for communities, that we do for groups. It was available for something called Femtech Week. We did it online. Um, and it's really one of the big takeaways, and I'm happy to talk about kind of a lot of the content that's in there, but is the idea that think sexting is sex. And we don't often think about a sexting conversation or a sexting encounter with someone as being similar to a sexual encounter in that all of the rhythms and all of the steps, the flirtation, the you know, consent conversation, the negotiation conversation, you know, when you're in person with a, you may not say, oh, hey, we are negotiating right now. But there's always at the beginning of sex, this sort of feeling each other out, even with long-term partners of, are you in a more aggressive mood today? Are you in a more like slow mood today? Are, you know, do you want to try that thing with you on top or with me on top? That negotiation happens in sexting too. You know, like, is this a big fantasy night? Or do you want to just let's talk about that thing that we did last month when we went away and wasn't that fun. You know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. And you, part of getting into it is finding that rhythm with your partner mm -hmm. and having those sort of negotiation and kind of level setting, like this is where we are and what we want to do tonight together um, before you dive into it. And so tools to get people there are really important. And I also think there's just I think about my sexting history and I have had a bunch of great partners over the last five or six years. And when I look back on it, which I went back and did a bunch of research into my own sexting, also in the creation of Amorous, what I would say six years ago is very different than what I would say today, right? Practice is part of this comfort in talking about sex. Often we are much more comfortable having sex even than we are in talking about it oh, because the talking so is many people like that yeah mm -hmm. and so one of the beautiful things about sexting is you can get better at like sex is a lot better when you're talking about it so it's not only a digital environment but it's something that you can then take into the physical world but it also means that helping start those conversations is actually even more difficult for many of us than starting a sexual encounter would be. Um, and so how do we do that? And that actually loops back to the third game that's in this version, this current first version of Amorous, which is uh, called Chat Sparks. And it is little embers of flames. That's how I think about it. You know, little sparks that can help set off a flaming conversation. And so it's a whole series of questions, anything from what was your favorite fantasy at 20 to what is the deepest underground you've ever had sex? Just fun, interesting takes on how do we get into a sexy conversation. And it's something that comes from the game. So it's not 
it's judgment free in a way. Or in fact, if you you and your flame want to judge the game and have a whole conversation about how that was a terrible question and they shouldn't ask it that way and they should ask it a different way. That's also a great way to get into a conversation. Yeah, it's um, you know, bonding, but it's, you know. right. But it's <laughs> yeah. no one has to, I think we are, we are all of us so scared. And, and I think rightfully so our society spends a lot of time and energy telling us that we should be afraid of not only our own sexuality, but what other people think about it. It's incredibly difficult to talk about sex and to talk about sex honestly and openly, which, you know, we are all about sexy pleasure. And the thing I like to tell, teach people is, you know, that is about being honest. Like the more you are seen, the sexier it is. Um, and the more someone sees the thing you want and says, yeah, I want that too. That's an amazing thing. So Amorous is all about how do we create a space with our games, with our tools. We have like a whole set of emoji responses that are specifically designed for the things you might want to do in a sexual conversation. But how do we create a place that people can be honest and be like, what I really want is someone to like scratch the base of my neck. And like, for what, for, you know, that's the thing that sends shivers down my spine. And someone goes, I love that. Yes. And I want to run my hands through your hair. And all of a sudden it's real and authentic and it's delicious. Yeah. And I like that because something like that, like running your hands through back your hair, you know, you don't see that even in, in porn a whole lot. Like in porn, it can, again, as always on this podcast, what we always say is some porn is great and a lot of it is not great. Um, and things that are, you know, in mainstream porn can be just so aggressive and it's not like softly running your hands through your hair. It's like grabbing it and kind of yanking it quite mm. hard and stuff. And it, it's hard to find that gentleness sometimes in in some of our representations on screen. Feminist porn and queer porn are excellent for it. And I absolutely mm. encourage anyone to check that out. But um, even like things like that of like that nuance and tone, I suppose, like it, it's hard to tell tone in text messages and emails and stuff like that sometimes. And if you're if you're talking to someone and sexing and you say, hey, I want to grab grab your hair, that that can mean so many different things even in amongst itself. Is it like a massive hair mm-hmm. pull or is it that soft, gentle way that you said there? So how do people mm-hmm. work to establish, um, I suppose, the, the, the tone and the the intensity, I suppose, of what they want to do when they're sexting? Well, I think there's a few different ways. One, I think, is just. Um, being more descriptive I mean you are absolutely correct that it's really hard to hear tone sometimes in text especially the shorter the text message you know the the less detail that's provided so just like in written literature you know we have Shakespeare had 40,000 words and you know our my average vocabulary is 10,000 why because when you write something down when you have to when you have to paint a picture with words as opposed to an actual picture you need to be more specific you need to have 17 words for kinds of touch and so i think thinking about how do i get into the details of what i want you know i want you to touch the back of my neck is a great thing to say but 
I want you to stroke the nape of my neck just where it meets my hairline, that's a much more specific ask, right? And there's a lot more tone in there. And so I would say, thinking about, and I'm someone who's always loved reading erotica and I love to read in general, I'm a voracious reader. And I think that helps, you know, developing just a sense of like, what words do I wanna use and how do I wanna describe? I would also say, and this is actually sort of my first, last and biggest always tip in sexting is ask a question. Is in get, because everything you wanna be doing in sexting as you referred to earlier, is a partnered experience. And asking a question of someone is always asking for them to engage with you. It's prioritizing the, 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 the needs and the desires and the opinions of the person that you're interacting with. It's being open to what they have to offer. So in every context, whether that's consent or the activity itself or the negotiation beforehand or the, just ask questions. The more you can make it a question, I think the better it goes. And in the sense of establishing tone, what does that mean? Oh, that sounds, you know, you want me to pull your hair? That sounds really sexy. How would you like me to pull your hair? Yeah. Very important you know, question. How do you, how do you envision that? Would, ooh, am I pulling your hair really tightly? Am I, you know, am I pulling your hair really gently? Do you, you know, what, I would love to run my fingers through your hair. Would that feel good to you? The more it's a question, the more you're doing all of these things that you can put labels like negotiation and consent and level setting around, but it's just the learning where the other person is and meeting your flame there to have a really good time because you're in exactly the place that you both want to be in. It's a good place to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And all the words are great. And, you know, that it's a great way to explore how we can expand that vocabulary. But digital intimacy are also it's also images. And like you said, mm -hmm. you have games absolutely. and stuff like that. But, you know, we, we there are always unfortunately concerns about where images end up because some people unconsensually share them around, which is mm -hmm. known as image based abuse. And if you do that, you're not a great person. You are committing sexual yeah. violence as we always say on this podcast so how yeah. can people in, engage in that digital intimacy safely because it can be really fun to send nudes and you know and receive nudes and you know nudes are pretty great when everything is all yeah. lovely and consensual and stays where it should stay exactly and I think there's a few I always say start from common sense, you know, and start from sort of what you feel comfortable with right this is um everything about sexting is a personal experience for pleasure. So if it is not an experience that feels pleasurable or feels like the route to pleasure for you, then don't do it, right? That this is, this is not an experience that we need to do to be functional members of our society. Nobody out there is judging whether or not you're doing this. This should be a thing for you. And so if you are someone who feels comfortable sharing full nudes. Amazing. I love that. Bless. If you are not someone who feels comfortable with that, then that's fine. That's, and that's a boundary. And that's something, you know, I, um, when I, I have spent a lot of time, I'm based in Los Angeles. I've spent a lot of time dating in Los Angeles. And I would always say, listen, I'm not comfortable sharing nudes with someone who I haven't met in real life. That was my sort of 
first boundary was that, you know, or I might share pictures of, you know, my ankle or like my hip, but something really explicit that was just not going to happen if I hadn't met someone in real life. And that was a boundary. And that was, and anyone who was like, I'm going to push you on it and not going to respect that. And I'm going to be, they, they are telling you everything you need to know about whether that's a comfortable, pleasurable situation to be in. Um, Gigantic red flag there. Yeah. Gigantic red flag. But I would say, so, so, do what feels comfortable to you. If it's a new partner, I encourage people not to put their face in those pictures because you are still learning each other and you're learning how that other person is. And, and that takes a bit of time. Um, That being said, I would also say, uh, think about like, there is room for lots more than explicit photos. I think we tend to talk about sexting in our societies as uh, like terrible things that teenagers are doing and revenge porn. And both of those paint sexting as being inevitably extremely explicit and going to lead to a path of ruination. And I think sexual, like sexting is just talking about sex. Like that's what it is, it's intimacy, it's sexual communication. And that's the thing we should all be doing. But we don't talk about when it comes to you know, keeping it focused on pictures. We don't talk about like, send someone a picture of your ankle, send someone a picture of your toes, send someone a picture of you under the covers in your bed and you know make it a photo series where each one you're like pulling the cover a little bit farther off of that leg and you're moving up the ankle to the calf to the knee you know send someone pictures that aren't you like I mean R.I.P. Tumblr but there are great places to find erotic imagery um, you know everything from things like this, this sort of explicitly sort of erotic and sexual social networks and things like lips or please me or only fans. I mean, all of this is being said with a, these are not for wide distribution and you must respect people's image copyrights, but find a picture that's really erotic for you and send that to your partner without it being of you. You know, it might be just a really beautiful woman's back or a picture of a wrist that's bound with ropes. You can share erotic imagery without it needing to be a full-on explicit photo of your personal reproductive parts. You know, that, and, and I think that we don't say that enough. We don't say that, like, there's so much in that space before kind of the, the this sort of, like, peak explicitness. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, and sometimes it's nice to have a little bit of tease and something being left to the imagination rather than like, here is my clitoris or my penis yeah. or whatever happens to be. Well, and I think that, you know, just like sex, we work, it has a narrative, it has a flow, it has a rhythm, and you build to a climax, right? It. A quickie has its own really fun dynamic, but you don't always want a quickie. And there's, you lose certain things in five minutes long sex. And it is absolutely the same in sexting, right? Um, Actually, to go back to what you were saying about sort of porn and some of it's good and some of it's bad. One of the things that I find missing is that is the first 20 minutes, you know, all porn just cuts deep into the scene, which to use some film words, but which as a filmmaker, I understand and I appreciate you want, you know, to engage people in the meat of it. But 
if you're using that to model how things should work, you're cutting in, at, I mean, there is not even 20 minutes, there were hours of advance for that particular scene. Like those two performers came in for the day and they were getting ready and they were putting on their makeup and they were talking and they sat on a bed and they talked about, hey, what do you wanna do today? What feels comfortable? What doesn't feel comfortable? How are you? you how do you like to be touched? What are we going to do that's going to make this scene work really well for you? None of that got into that piece of pornography. But all of that was part of them doing a great performance. All of that was building and prepping and sort of getting like ready and, and, and excited and sort of amped up. And so you need to think about like a great sexting conversation that's going to involve a whole lot of pleasure, maybe orgasm for both parties if they wanted. At the end, there's a ramping up to that. You have to earn that. And in fact, when you earn it, when you have seduced each other and flirted and laughed and had fun and talked about the things that get you hot and bothered and let, you know, your back, your neck, it's all sweaty and all of that great, amazing stuff. Then when you get to that peak and you're sharing nude pictures and you're like, oh my God. And like, this is me and I'm using my hand or this is me with a vibrator. Or you're, you're sharing stuff like that and it's authentic and it's real. And you've, the both of you are really in it. That's incredible but you have to get there. You cannot create that environment with the sharing of one image or the sharing of one text message. And so I think it's it's important to sort of remember that you build that together. Mm. And so, you know, with images or with text, think about the building, think about the finding ways that you're both doing a thing, you're on the same page, you're like, oh, yes, you know, one person says, how about we role play librarian and student, and the other person says, well, that feels like a little involved, but like, how about I share a sexy experience where I used to have a crush on a librarian, and I share a piece of my history, and you're like, well, that's really cool, and maybe I can share one of mine, and maybe I'm going to share a story where it was a crush, but it actually led to sex, and then someone's like, well, that's really cool, and now we're actually talking about sex itself, you know, what if we did something like that and look now you're in you're in it but you found a road that sort of comfortably led both parties there um and so and then also because i built a sexting platform i would like <laughs> to say my final photo uh piece of advice would be think about where you are in the platform you're using you know think about what you're sharing and where you're sharing it so for instance amorous has we built into our platform something that I call revocable consent, which means basically anything that you share, you can pull back in the future. You know, if I send you a picture um, and then in two weeks I choose, I'm like, you know what? That felt really good in the moment, but now it feels like a little bit farther than what I want out in the world. I'm going to delete that picture and it's going to delete on both sides from both partners just automatically. Brilliant. And yeah. the same thing with a text message. Uh, you can always do that in the future. And I think that that's, you know, thinking about how do we do if how do we do this kind of communication in a place that feels safe and comfortable is really important. Um, you know, we. Amorous, just for full disclosure for everyone listening, Amorous was released into the world in May of 2021. Uh, so just a few months ago, we're in our first version. So we are, we have consent built in, we are a private and encrypted app, but we are 
not like we don't have screenshot notifications. That's something that's in our next big development push will be, you know, notifications of screenshots being taken. But thinking about, you know, thinking about this stuff is something that's always front of mind for us. And how do we innovate? How do we make it some a place that's going to feel safe and feel secure and think both about third party actors, but also about, you know, when you want to revoke consent from the person that you've shared it with. So, you know, not only do can you revoke consent for a picture and an image, but you can also delete a relationship. And if you decide you just want to delete the entire relationship, you can delete it and it deletes on both sides and it's gone. Um, and also in that vein, you know, we we connect people. So Amorous really unlocks with a flame. It is not a marketplace, at least not right now. You can't find a new sexter there. But if you have someone, you can send them an invite link. And we very specifically designed it to be a link, not to be a disclosure of like your cell phone number. So you don't, you can't find people from your contacts database oh, in Amorous. Yeah. And we very specifically <laughs> built it that way because, you know, you don't necessarily want your entire contacts database to to be able to know no. <laughs> that you're on Amorous, <laughs> right? This is a very private thing. And, but also sometimes you want to sex with someone that you met on Reddit or someone that you met, you know, on a sexy app like Pure or Field, and you might not want to give them your cell phone number. And so you can just copy the URL link, send it to them. It's one time use only. And then when they connect with you, that link never works again. No one else can find you with it, but you can be connected in Amorous and have safe and private conversations without necessarily sharing all of the rest of your life, Brilliant. which is something yeah. that just as a woman dating and interested in sort of sex forward spaces, I always ran up against that sharing Absolutely. my cell phone number unlocked my whole life. So. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, you can tell that this platform is designed by a woman in those cases as well, because, yeah, I was always that idea that like you should never give out your phone number because it's just you just don't want phone calls and people at 2am but now also things like Facebook and stuff connect you and that's obviously mm -hmm. not great but um, I just wanted to go back to what you were saying there about that connection part of like what we miss in porn is like yeah the seduction part of things but I, I think it's also naming it as the emotional side of sex so in you know sex ed we get the physical side of things if we're lucky um of body mm -hmm. part a does this and body part b and they can connect in this way and then porn shows us that in action but yeah like you said we, we miss that the emotional side of how do we get from seduction to sex and all those fun steps in between like we miss all that and i think they're really hot as well it's it's like our society really prioritizes um orgasm and you know penetration and it's like all those steps before that are actually all really really hot as well and it's nice They're to so explore delicious. them yeah I love how you use the word delicious in this context and, <laughs> and I think one of the things actually I love that I have been hearing back from amorous users is how it helps with anticipation because I think you know, anticipation and that like, oh, am I going to get something new? Like, what are they going to think? What are they going to say? Like, you know, oh, there's something sexy. That is so much fun. And one of the things that people that users have told us is because we're taking our sexy stuff and putting it somewhere separate, when I get an amorous ping, I know it's going to be amazing. And so I can not only like only I can, I can 
schedule it in a sense. Like I can know that that's not going to come. Like if it's in the middle of my work day, I can turn my notifications off. I can like not worry about it. And no one's going to, you know, no sexy photo is going to like spring up in the most inappropriate time. But I know that when I have a moment, there's like something super amazing waiting for me. And so I can just be like anticipating that and having spine shivers for the next hour, knowing that that's not a message from my flame because they were like, can you stop at the CVS on the way home? No, they sent me something sexy and I've got something sexy to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, that's uh, really nice actually. Yeah, I like that. Cause yeah, regular texts with long-term partners are literally like, can you pick up the milk on the way back <laughs> and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like the romance. Yeah, it can go a bit to the side, unfortunately. Well, and I think that we just, you know, we humans are pattern creators. We we get into habits and then it gets hard to break out of them and it gets hard to sort of find new spaces to, to be in new ways, especially with long-term partners. And so, you know, sometimes like that's buying a sex toy because that will change up the rhythm in the bedroom. Amorous, I think, is another way to do that. It's a way to sort of say, we're going to put some communication here. There's going to be like some games and some interactions. This is going to feel, here's a way that we can, whether that's every single day, or we're just going to like do that once a week to sort of give us a little spark before date night or talk about what we're going to do for date night this week. But we can move our conversation into a place that feels different. And then it feels accessible to new ideas and to new ways of seeing each other I think that's yeah that's a really nice thing and and just yeah getting that sense of excitement and anticipation like when you're first dating back in is really good but yeah. also good for you know the start of a relationship so that that's a lot of fun mm -hmm. for everyone regardless I suppose of what yeah. um Static relationship status they have. So I am assuming you can find the app on most. Um, yes. Where are they we called? Are Apple available. stores. The Apple store and Google Play. So we're available for both iOS and Android. Um, so yes, A-M-O-R-U-S is the spelling of the company and of the app. So yeah, if you look for us in either Apple store and Google Play, you can find and download. Uh, and then, as I said, it is a partner-based app, so a flame-based app. So you can, when you download, you will start in a conversation with Amy, who's our support bot and welcomes you in and kind of gives you a, a few rules of the road, but inviting your partner to join you and creating a chat with another with a human that you know is kind of the first step and then all of the games and everything is unlocked there um, because we really believe that all of that you know for instance the fantasy game those chat those results are based on your relationship so you know if you're someone who is talking to five flames in amorous and you play that game with everyone you'll see the same cards five times because just because you say yes in one relationship does not mean you want that with a different relationship and it's everything is sort of relationship based and structured around what did these two people want together Absolutely. but yeah you can find us and download we are currently free we are free to for as many relationships as you want which is something that will be a premium service in the future but we have not yet rolled out subscriptions so uh, I encourage everybody to 
download and start now so that you're grandfathered into the free system <laughs> yeah so. fantastic fab and just good timing as well as we go in to hopefully a christmas flirty season to make up for last year which we didn't really have yes, so perfect exactly. timing so fantastic and elizabeth where can people find you if they want to reach out and follow whatever mm, you're up to yeah. next whether it's keanu or sex or Yes. Of both. <laughs> so you can find uh, Amorous's website is amorous.net. So A-M-O-R-U-S.net. And then you can find us on all the platforms as at Amorous app. So A-M-O-R-U-S-A-P-P. So at Amorous app will find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of it. Brilliant. Fantastic. And thanks, Emil, for coming on to the podcast today. I look forward to Thank trying you so out your service and getting that flirt on. That was uh, exactly what I hope for everybody. I want <laughs> all of us to have awesome sex. Brilliant. Yes. And that's a good thing. Yeah. That's our Christmas wish for everybody. Have us have some awesome sexting going on. So fab. Um, thanks, Emil. And as usual, thanks, Emil, to all my listeners for listening in. Hopefully you get yourself some flirt on and it can be actually it's a good start for like 2020 to, you know, get your sex your emotional sex drive in order for like a whole new year. Not for 2020, for 2022. This is a pandemic time. Um, we, we're definitely not recording this episode two years in advance um yeah pandemic has just really wiped my brain of all sense of time and yeah so enjoy your emotional sex and your sexting and i'll chat to you next week